0: Hello, welcome to another edition of the Hoopscoop Podcast. My name is Nate with my pod pal, Phil. Oh, hello. And Phil, only a few weeks ago we were talking about Nate Bjorkren becoming the coach of the Pacers because that's all that happened, and it seems like now we have too much to talk about. So today we'll touch about the draft briefly, and then we'll get right to some free agency talk. Yeah,
1: we kind of went under-saturated over, but it's
0: the way it goes. (laughs) Exactly. Yep, that is the way it goes. But before we talk about these weird past couple of days in free agency, let's get some initial thoughts on the 2020 NBA draft. It has come and went finally. So let's just cut to the chase, Phil. Let's start with winners and losers. Feel free to talk about your winners. Talk about your losers from this 2020 NBA draft.
1: Yeah, um, winners right off the bat. Kind of, it's not really what you would expect. Like the top three teams like you don't really usually you expect like last year their winners because they got Zion or Grizzlies with job but I mean you kind of expected Anthony Edwards to be there and this draft doesn't really have anybody that stands out where it's like you get them their instant impact they're going to be great for your team the Pistons had a really solid draft game, and who they, they got a Sadiq Bay at uh, whatever their second pick is they traded into it got rid of Luke Kennard which is tough but I mean, I guess he was going to want out anyway, and maybe that was the best we got Isaiah they Stewart as well. Yeah, you're right, Isaiah Stewart, or maybe that was the 19th pick. Either way, no, it was Bey. Either way, um, they really kind of addressed both there. Yeah, they got Stewart you know, and Bay. I just wasn't sure yeah. which one was which. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, they really did a solid job just kind of fitting all their holes and kind of trying to put something around Killian Hayes. And I know the free agents shows a different story, but the draft was a good start for them.
0: Yeah, I agree. Hayes, I feel like we knew Hayes was gonna go seven. Yeah, Just I didn't the think way he was, that the if you draft, forward, yeah. yeah, just the way the draft worked out. The only other option we probably saw would be Chicago, and clearly they did not go with Killian Hayes because they took one of the big surprises of the draft and taking Patrick Williams at four, which I'll let you and talk about be, in just a second. Yeah, they'll be mentioned later. <laughs> for me, winners, I agree Detroit definitely came out pretty nicely. I also say Dallas just because they got really nice value. First, yeah. a team with Josh Green, who I think just fits very well with what they're doing right now. He's not going to be asked to do a ton off of the bat, but he's a guy who plays the right way. He's going to be a defensive impact maker. He can make some shots. And just a guy that I think they'll, they'll bring along slowly, and that was good value at 18. And then getting Tyrell Terry at 31 – we didn't really know what to make of Terry. I didn't think he was going to drop that low. I thought that a team would fall in love with either. him in the first round and take him somewhere in the 20s. But I thought the Knicks he, were in love with him, but no. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that I just thought he would have been their guy. I mean, Boston passed on him too. I, I, th- I thought he would have been a nice option in Boston, but I guess they won yeah. Shooter with their 14th pick. So m- maybe not, but you know, I thought, Toronto um, passes with him on, on 29. A lot of teams, they also know they get him at 31, which is crazy value for a guy that fits perfectly into the modern NBA. Obviously, he's not right. a finished product, but I mean, the dude's a ready-made shooter, so. Right, yeah, and that's
1: one of the biggest things any team could take. And just that that's your starting point, that's a very promising prospect. But yeah, I thought the Knicks, when they traded for the 23rd pick, they had Tyrell Terry, someone, some kind of guard like that in mind, maybe thinking Tyrese Maxey would slip. But then I looked, and, like, I thought the 76ers or the Heat, if one of them didn't take Tyrell Tire, the other would do it, you know? Like, they were mm-hmm. locks for him because there was so much chatter and interest in him. But I guess it just kind of shows because I think he only had, like, two teams work him out or, like, were able to interview him. Granted, there's like, a lot of weird stuff, like the Knicks had, like, Kobe cases and stuff. But I don't
0: know. Some writing on the walls. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out this year. I mean, I'm not expecting him to be a starter for the whole entire season. Dallas is going to be a good team. It's a win now team, right. but great value with 31st pick. I don't think anybody can debate that. Yeah. So, also, they got Tyler Bay. They get Tyler Bay. Tyler Bay, another guy that was a very solid wing. Yeah. When we did our mock draft, we were saying we forgot yeah. about Tyler Bay, but then he ends up not actually going in the first round. So <laughs> sounds like everybody else did yeah. too. So that's our winners. We got Dallas. We got Detroit. Detroit, obviously, yeah, Thunder th- just because th- they're they're a massive. Thunder their, just throwing their nine million darts at the dartboard and seeing what sticks. But and they have poker. yeah, the dig up yeah. That that was I think the most savvy move. The other ones, I mean, they got Jaden McDaniels, who we had in our mock and that that makes perfect sense just because yeah, no, exactly. he's a high upside kind of guy to, to take at 28 especially with a team like the Lakers I mean not Lakers uh, Thunder, yeah, the Thunder I think that was, there because they initiated
1: that was one of the like later draft picks we only hit on everything
0: else is just kind of
1: kind of flimsy yeah
0: yeah well we ended up having quickly to the Knicks not on the 25th pick obviously yeah um but yeah i mean we actually had a decent amount of picks, because Josh Green we had to Dallas. Did we? Cole Anthony to Orlando. Technically, RJ Hampton to Milwaukee. Although that pick was traded. Is RJ Hampton with... Yeah, but he was traded. Yeah, yeah, he's with Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were on the nose, yeah. just we didn't predict the trade. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about losers now, Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah Let's whatever. talk about losers. <laughs> uh, losers? Here, you go first. Who do you have? Yeah, so... Again, I don't like to come away from a draft saying a team is a loser because they took a guy that stinks because the draft's a crapshoot. Nobody right, yeah. actually knows who's going to pan out. But a team that I just thought didn't make good use of the value they had, the Suns taking Jalen Smith at 10. Really? I maybe they have some, Maybe they have some intel. I don't know. I just have a hard time thinking that they couldn't have got him lower if they want to trade down and maybe they couldn't trade down and the faster guy, that's their guy. Right. But 10 seems awfully early for Jalen Smith. Other guys on the board that I think would have made more sense with this team, you know, Devin Vassell's right there. Phoenix could use another wing like that. I I know we have McCall bridges, but I think that's a nice two, three for the future. And then they could have gone point guard as well. I think Halliburton would have made sense there. I'm not in love with Halliburton like other people. Yeah, i not a big man on him. That's a nice complimentary piece. That's that's a nice complimentary piece next to Booker, nonetheless. I just thought that was awfully high for Jalen Smith for the 10th pick. They Maybe they like him a lot, but value-wise, that didn't really do it for me. Yeah, I mean, they did the same thing
1: last year with – I'm, I'm blanking on his name, yeah. but it was almost the same spot. Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson, thank you. But I honestly was thinking about putting them in the – in my winners category, because I think Jalen Smith is a very solid, it makes a lot of sense for like their roster to have him on the team. He's kind of in the light ilk of like a smaller miles Turner, maybe not. I mean, he's never going to be as good as Jaron Jackson, but he has that kind of play style. So I think it would be very good for their just kind of overall team. They, I don't know who's their, who's their starting three now.
0: They'll probably go. They might start McCall and Johnson and Cam Johnson. Fair enough. And then they'll have Booker and Chris Paul.
1: Yeah, I mean, the three spot probably was somewhere they should have dressed, and I, I bet they probably would have taken Denny if he fell one more spot. But, I mean, if that was your guy, you just kind
0: of grab him, and it's not like anything was blowing you away. I get it. I get it. I, I just, just based on what I mean, you know, you, you took, we took him nineteen in our mock, that seemed right, but. We, we had him going to a win-now team, I believe, in Brooklyn. That's that's kind of the yeah. t- type of team I saw him going to. At 10, I, I just thought there were better options for a team that isn't a title contender. And maybe things changed a little bit once they got Chris Paul, but Chris Paul is, what, 36 years old. They they, they still need to think about future-future. Like I think this would have be been a nice spot to maybe get a point guard that could work with Booker. Halburn, I think, was a really good option there just because if if you plan on having Devin Booker long, long term, you know, if these are franchise cornerstone, which obviously they want a guy that you want to be there for the next 10 years, you don't need a super playmaker, not not playmaker, but a shot creator, bucket getter kind of guy at your point. He'd be a perfect fit, a defensive-minded guy who can knock down threes. It would have made sense to me. He would have been great depth to them this year. Yeah. Yeah. Because Yeah. And I'm not hitting on Jalen Smith. I just, for me, thought it that value wise. Like Dude, I have not said a bad word about <laughs> Jalen Smith.
1: <laughs> you, take it back. You, you've been saying how they shouldn't have yeah. taken him. Obviously, See, they, I, if they could have gone down, they would have. But they probably thought, I'm sure, like someone like the Spurs or Kings could have just as easily been like, had the same result where you're like, wow, like, I didn't expect him to take Jalen Smith.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe they had until, I don't know. Right. Just for yeah. me, value-wise. Right. Didn't love it just you, Just you. I know who your loser is, so just say it. Oh, you think you know who my loser is? I think so, oh, yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's easy to go the Bulls way because we don't really know a lot about Patrick Williams. He essentially came off the bench at FSU, but I mean, we've seen players just kind of grow into their role or essentially grow out of their role in college and into just a lot better of a player like Devin Booker on the sun. So I'll just kind of steer away from the bulls, although they are kind of a question mark for me because all they had was a fourth pick and some random drafted stash guy. I actually thought another like loser would be the Celtics because they really didn't get what they wanted out of the draft. They took good players at the spots they, they took at, but they didn't get what they wanted, i.e., trading into the lottery and taking one of like Anyeka, Kongwu, maybe James Wiseman, you know, someone that they actually really wanted as opposed to these three guys or two because they traded the 30th pick.
0: Yeah, I get that. They probably didn't come out of the draft getting what they intended on getting because they they wanted to move up. They wanted to package those picks together. That was made very yeah clear. What do you think about the
1: picks though? I think the picks themselves were good. Um, Naismith is kind of a buddy heel baby buddy heel, I would say. Um Peyton Pritchard definitely at that point you can kinda of take any point guard and just assume or hope that they're gonna turn out okay, but I think he's a really solid floor. So he's not really gonna to going to do too much damage. I thought they would have kept Desmond Bain because I because him falling to thirty would probably been one of the better situations, but they gave him a to Memphis for not even sure, I think, a second-round pick.
0: Yeah, was some weird trade that we're going to forget in four months. Yeah. Something like anyway, that. out of all the three, I would have expected them to
1: take keep Bain because he's just another, like, great 3-and-D player they can put into their rotation. But, oh, well, what do I know?
0: Yeah, I get that. Looking back, I actually would have liked Cole Anthony in that 14 spot, honestly. Yeah. No, we we I, had – we. Yeah. Yeah, we had Halliburton fall into him in our mock. And obviously, they would have taken him if he fell there, I think. But, and and E. Smith obviously has shown the shooting chops, which is nice. Right. But there's a small sample size there. There's some injury concern. Cole Anthony would have been a a good guy to kind of mentor and coach in that program.
1: A player with a lot of talent.
0: And they're looking for the the next point guard because Kemba's not going to be there for ever, and the days are definitely numbered.
1: Yeah, they do not seem too fond of <laughs> So,
0: them. yeah. Yeah. I wonder what will happen with Kemba in the future. It's a weird situation. We're going to talk about Boston soon when we get to the free agency talk because they're not in the best spot. But right. we'll see Very what nice. happens with the draft because Neesmith has a skill that is extremely sought after, obviously, with the shooting. But it would just been interesting if maybe they go Cole Anthony there And then they adjust to shooting later, grab Tyrell Terry with that twenty sixth pick. You know how are you looking at the draft now? It might be different, right? Right. Yeah. But you're right. This is the route they chose to go, so we'll see. Danny Ainge has a weird track record with drafting. Been good sometimes, bad sometimes, but we'll see how it pans out. We will see how it pans out. Any last thoughts on the draft, Phil? How 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 do you think our Knicks did? Before we move on, we got to talk
1: uh honestly i'm i'm not complaining i was impressed that they were able to you know just kind of leverage what they had and just kind of make people come to them for like they went to the 23rd pick just to move up from 27 to 25 and what was it 38 to 33 so that was that was impressive in my eyes for like the front office to be able to do that i'm a big emmanuel quickly fan from all of my my tape watching I wish we were able to get Terry. That's just a me thing, though. I'll get through it.
0: It's me. Yeah. It's not you. But yeah, I'm a big Obi Toppin fan. Now took a little yeah. bit, but I'm here. I think I think we view these picks the same. I'm fully bonding quickly. Just value wise, I think he does a lot of what we need. I, yeah. I'm really expecting him to play big minutes this year. Honestly, I think that he does a lot of stuff that we haven't had with the Knicks for a while. Had shooting he's
1: yeah i hope he gets big yeah minutes, he can yeah. kind of
0: play that combo guard type role and as we just discussed in our mock draft pod i think that a lot of his skills are actually camouflaged at kentucky He probably has more point guard chops than we actually realize so i'm excited to watch you yeah, know it's kind
1: of like the the kentucky thing
0: yeah for sure
1: same thing with harrow and yeah yeah
0: you look at guy like booker i mean Booker's a de facto point guard now he's you know but yeah. I had Kentucky, and obviously that was a different situation than now. That book, that Kentucky team Booker was on was all time loaded, but same idea. And that with tool and baby. Yeah, and with the eighth pick, you know, I when we when I saw what was happening with the draft, who was falling, who was being taken, I wanted either Denny or Vassell. That's who I wanted. But mm. I I'm happy we went Obi over. Just kind of reaching for a point guard, which I think some people, yeah, kind of wanted. Halliburton, I don't think would have been a good fit, just because that's not what we need. Like Halliburton's a glue type of point guard to me. I don't think the ceiling is tremendously high. So Obi's a nice pick. I'm I'm looking forward to watching him play. I don't really care about the age. We've had enough nineteen year olds on the team. If he's good, he's good, and that will just be yeah, that. We've seen how it goes. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me,
1: I, I know you might not want to get into this right now. This could go into a whole different rabbit hole. But when talking about, like, comps, I know there's different ways of describing a comp, and I and we've discussed this before, but, like, I really see Obi Tompin in kind of that, like, Trey Young role where he's he offensively will just light it up. And defensively, who knows if he's going to figure it out. He could, he could not, but even at that stance that he's in, if he's able to contribute the way he did in college, then he legitimately could be like an all-star in the East
0: in a few years. Yeah. A no, I like kind of Trey yeah, Young I, I, where it's just like, yeah,
1: defense yeah, I dropped.
0: You, I get what you're saying in terms of the way he's going to produce on the court and what parts yeah. of the game is going to impact. I think when, when it comes to OB, he's another player that we may not have seen everything in college. I saw in an interview – he was saying, like, you know, when I was playing on Dayton, they they needed me to be down low. They needed me to be the big, be the big man. They needed me to rim run. And that makes sense. Right. It's, uni- it's University of Dayton. I mean, yeah. if, if you have a guy with Obi Toppin's athleticism, you're not going to ask him to handle the ball, like get down low and get us rebounds and catch lobs. So I think, he's, yeah. I think he has more perimeter shooting than we actually know. He shot a decent percentage, but he didn't take a lot. Those numbers are definitely going to skyrocket in the NBA – We'll see about the the ball handling face up game. I don't know if he's gonna be able to like run pick and rolls right now, but you know, get him the ball in the elbow. I think he'll be able to operate off the off of one or two bounces. So, yeah, you know, when you watch um, his highlights now, it's a lot of just catching lobs, but I think it's more to that. It's just the way that they needed to use him in college,
1: right? And it was probably so easy for him to just you know, all he had to do was just get up, and no one else was meeting him up there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But one question for. Just Nick's sake, I've had this scary thought in my head. Is it possible at some point they tinker Toy with an Obi Toppin at the three, Julius Randle at the four, and Mitch at the five lineup? I,
0: I think... hope it
1: doesn't happen. I don't think it would be good.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a disaster. One... I think it's bound to happen at some point though. It probably will. Uh, Obi... Will that be our death lineup? Oh gosh, the death that, that thats <laughs> what our was it the Hampton that, Five. Is that, that, that our? Hampton that's Five? our death, lineup, meaning we die. <laughs> but that's the problem right now is I, I don't see a way that Obi and Randall coexist at all.
1: Yeah, so Julius really is too big of an ego right now
0: to be like a secondary center or just bench player. Yeah, and that's why I was leaning Almost towards too. that wing guy just because. I thought there was more flexibility with our lineup right now. Right. And I'm not saying like you should be thinking like Julius Randle should really change the way you're (laughs) drafting. You're making your decisions around Julius. I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to make it out like that, but Obi, I don't know if he's ever going to be able to play anything but the four or the five. That's my concern. And a guy like Denny or Vassell, I I could see being able to play. I'm Denny. Yeah. I mean, Denny, I I think can be a one through four kind of guy. Vassell probably a two through four kind of guy, so yeah. that's why I was leaning towards those players. But Obi's definitely a talented player, and I'm excited to watch him play. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, what Knicks, we'll see the Knicks. We'll see with the Knicks. Ready to move on to some free agency talk, Phil? Yes. All right. It's officially day two of NBA free agency, and All we've right, had yeah, some, yeah, yeah. we've had some interesting stuff happen. It's not like other years, you're not gonna have too many superstars changing teams, which is cool with me, but still some surprise signings for sure. What move has caught your eye? A few ups and downs, if you will. Yeah. What move has caught your eye the most?
1: Um more recently more recently I'd probably look at trends going in Lakers. Yeah. That really was the last place I would expect him to go. I thought he was somehow, some way, going to find back on the Clippers because anything you do where you're not getting Trez back, you're you're taking a step backwards in terms of talent. Yeah. Because he was – I mean, he was the sixth man of the year this year, right? Or was it Dennis Schroeder? No, he was, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, either way, they're on the Lakers now. Um, yeah, he – the Clippers needed to either trade him at the deadline and get some kind of value back as opposed to just letting him walk now and even – Worse, have them walk right over to your most fiercest rival. You know, this is going to be really bad for them. And the Clippers, I haven't seen a lot of what they're doing. So they're really kind of just retooling without Trez, which is just retooling with like two steps back from where you started. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that move definitely caught my eye the most, for sure. Because just, I feel like nobody was even talking about Trez. We probably should have been talking about Trez, just because things did yeah. not well end well with the Clippers. And... Nobody really knew what was going on there, but nobody thought he was going to go to. The Leafs. So,
1: yeah, there was like a recency bias where people were like, "Oh, he's like unplayable on the court just because of the playoffs and maybe bubble games."
0: Yeah, I do think he's a little. But people overrated, really
1: stopped talking about him,
0: but still, yeah, but
1: he's still he's still a good
0: player. Yeah, no, it's he's he's a big time talent. And I I actually think he works pretty well with AD because, I mean, AD can stretch out beyond the arc. He finally has to go to center. Yeah, AD can can stretch beyond the arc, and the the paint won't be so crowded because, I mean, Trez is going to occupy that mid-range to block area, and AD can, you know, go in there and do his work when he needs, but he doesn't need to. He can get the ball on the outside and do his thing. So that was definitely a big surprise to see him cross the hallway, if you will. But, yeah. with Lake- yeah, but with the the Lakers in mind, I do think it's interesting to monitor KCP because this you've been talking about. That. Yeah, this is going to change that a little bit. I believe they get KCP. I mean, not they get they bring in Schroeder. Dwight is gone. KCP, he's gonna want to get his, and he he deserves it. He played pretty consistently throughout the throughout the bubble. I think he was probably the Lakers' third most consistent player, but he's not going to go there just on <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a drop-off at two, though. you got to admit Oh, that. absolutely. But, you know, all, all year there's talk about the third guy, and obviously KCP wasn't their third star quarterback. I think he was their third most valuable player. Yeah, no, fair enough. But, Phil, if you're the Lakers, would you rather Mantra's Harrell or KCP on your team?
1: Um, I realistically do my opinion. I don't think they're going to have to worry about that. Okay. Cause I think when all is said and done, like the boss family will just be like, what, like we're going for another championship. Like we don't care about this, this much more tax money, just because we're bringing back KCP on maybe the deal he wants or a little bit less than that. I assume it's going to be around probably a two year 10 to 12 each year meal, meal deal. What do you think? Yeah. Got- your,
0: your range. I got, I got to look more into the minutiae of it. I know this does affect things, and yeah. KCP was scheduled to make a little bit over $8 million. He's looking for a raise from that. The Knicks have interest, which I'm honestly all for. If, it, if it's a short-term contract, I'll, I'll, I'll give him what he wants.
1: Yeah, that's okay. I mean, RJ would be completely desolated. He would be on an island not getting the ball. With Alfred Payton now back, he'd just be giving to KCP or Julius.
0: Ah, oh, don't talk, don't talk like that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not a big Alfred Payton fan. We'll get to it. I know you're not a big Alfred Payton fan. I know, I know. Are you? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you can't fight for the man when you don't really care. <laughs> but yeah, they might not have to worry about it. And if they just bring every, if they just bring. The whole squad back. It's KCP, Montrez, Wes Matthews is there now too. Shooter, right, yeah. I mean, the, the the Lakers are just a juggernaut at that point. But yeah, I mean, barring no
1: Rondo, but
0: yeah, no Rondo. But other than that, Lakers are doing what they need to do. I think to be the the, the heavy favorite to win the title next yeah. year, as of now.
1: If I may, would you prefer KCP over Bojan?
0: I mean Bogdan.
1: Bogdan. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. The Boyan. Is on a free Wait, agent? No,
1: no, no. Bo... Bogdan is the one on the jazz. I can... I'll, oh. I'll die on this hill. He's not. Oh, fuck, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Your All corpse, right, Your I, corpse, I, I corpse is on see. the hill. <laughs> I'm happy there.
0: Anyway. I would prefer um, I would prefer Bogdan.
1: Yeah, that's why I mean, it seems like that's where they're going to kind of take the gamble, at least front office wise, where it's like, we're going to go over the tax. But are we going to go or are we going to go over the luxury to this extent? Are we going to do this much more for Bogdan or are we going to do a little bit less for KCP? Yeah, honestly, I think if you're at that point, you just kind of go for Bogdan because that team is, is a lot tougher to beat. Yeah. And Bogdan really helps LeBron be off ball more, although he's not a ridiculous on ball, you know playmaker or shot creator but he can do a decent amount himself
0: yeah well yeah bogdan's gonna be interesting That's definitely a name after that weird deal with the bucks just fell through but he's probably one of the bigger names to be in the market we got to talk gordon hayward though phil so gordon hayward surprise the the biggest contract to be shelled out i believe four years when 120 million dollars to the charlotte hornets this year just yeah. you know yeah, I,
1: um, an interesting tidbit I saw last time Gordon Hayward was in the free agency cycle he was in I think he was an unrestricted free agent with the jazz or was he
0: yeah know, either way restricted with the I, I saw the same thing it was restricted right, free yeah agency. when he
1: was a restricted free agent the the hornets sent him an offer sheet before and he was thinking about taking it and doing a sign and trip with the jazz but then then he just you know it was like all bean town I
0: think I thought it was before that and that's when Utah matched. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah.
1: But yeah, so there is, there has been interest in the Hornets or Michael Jordan's franchise with Gordon Hayward. And I don't know, it still holds through. And I mean, it makes sense because he could be a very solid, you know, spot up four or wing, uh, secondary kind of playmaking wing for LaMelo. Because right now all they got to do is just build around him. Obviously they have their stud. Hopefully he actually plays that way. But yeah, right now it's all kind of roses and peachy in Charlotte.
0: Do you think that's an overpay, though?
1: Yeah, but you're you're gonna have to overpay if you're you're the Hornets. No one wants to come to Charlotte. I don't get that. Charlotte's a very nice area, but no one's going to play basketball do you? Yeah.
0: For, would you I, not have I, done I it if next... you were
1: if you were Michael Jordan, six rings aside? Just
0: did your I don't, documentary. I don't, I don't know if I would. That that's that's just a lot of years and a lot of money. I 4 years is a lot I think for Gordon Hayward 4 years is a lot Agreed, yeah he's 30 years old right now I just feel like this is a deal you're going to look back and regret in the back half of it and yeah I think there's I, probably a yeah. 60 to 65% chance of that <laughs> yeah and when, when I when I have that gut feeling about a trade I mean not a trade a signing I usually think it's going it's a bad deal you know and sometimes I'm wrong sometimes they yeah. end up just kind of working but I'm rethinking that with the Kevin Love deal and it, it was completely different circumstances. But when the cast signed that, I was like, ooh, there's no way. Yeah, you don't, reg- a, you don't a... regret this in however many years because Charlotte's nice. But I mean, like, let's say how it is. They're a rebuilding team. You know, are they going to be yeah. that much better in three years where having Gordon Hayward on your books for $30 million is really worth it? To me, mean, mean the answer is probably no. So, yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna... Just for the sake of just for the sake of defense,
1: realistically, they're not going to be able to get, put the money anywhere else this offseason, Probably they're not like they got to get the fish that they can get. If you can get a big fish, it's a lot better than the, taking the risk and trying to get two equally sized, similar fish. You know, maybe, but on the flip- two smaller but equal fish to equal to make the first one.
0: I but I get I think that. Gordon
1: Hayward. I mean, we've seen how he plays. He's he doesn't play athletically anymore. He lost that. We kinda got a glimpse into what his, you know, post thirties play style is gonna be probably the last two year or two because he's just really developed his, you know, low to the ground playmaking and shot creation, just kinda in the at limited athleticism that he now has. Who knows if it's gonna drop off again, which is possible. But I think right now he's kinda just running straight as like a solid I don't know, like kind of hybrid wing that can shoot.
0: Yeah, he's going to help them. He's going to help the team for sure. I don't know. It's just it was it was just a lot. It was it was a it was a big number to it see. It was surprising. And with the I get what you're saying where you, you want to put the money somewhere, but at the same time your cap space doesn't go away. You know, you, like if you don't use your cap space now, you still you'll have the cap space next year. And that's like Detroit is just spending yeah, but all it of their double money. up like t-mobile's mobile minutes i understand that but you're still going to have those contracts on your book next year and it's going to affect it like with like with the knicks you could say that about the knicks the knicks have oodles and oodles of cap space but would you would you want <laughs> oh yes i know would you want them to do this contract i mean they, next year is going to be a much deeper class hopefully you you build a little bit hopefully you see what you have in your draft picks a little more and you can make more rational decision like With these rebuilding teams, there's so many question marks on your roster. You just picked in the top 10 for a reason. I would just wait and see what I have in those guys, fill it out smartly with cheaper contracts before I just go all in without even knowing what you have. Because there's just so many question marks with these teams. You know, Detroit, they're they're making all – and some of the moves that that Detroit made, I like. But we just talked about the big draft that they have. You don't even know what these players are yet. And you're already shelling out money yeah. to you're shelling out money to Mason Plumlee. You know, yeah. I like the Jeremy Jeremy Grant deal, but that was lo- a lot of money as well. You just drafted Sadiq Bey. You just drafted Isaiah Stewart with with the Hornets. Like, how many guards do you have now?
1: And you yeah, haven't this even is just gutted the Nuggets. Very slow. Very low key.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's just the way I look at these signings with these cap space teams that are usually in the bottom ten, five of the league. Is See what you have in your team first before you make these rash decisions because it makes sense in a year or two.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, there's probably a better likelihood Gordon Hayward just turns into Nicholas Batum 2.0, who they just waived in order to get Gordon. At some point in Charlotte, it's better to kind of take that risk and just kind of run it over right back again because I don't think they're getting anywhere near that kind of talent any other way.
0: Yeah, no, Just for I understand. New York, it's
1: a different story because New York is, yeah, you know.
0: I got it. I got it. I get. I get the idea. So, and I don't blame them for being hungry. Fair, fair. Other signings. I'm gonna throw. Actually, I want to talk about John Wall for a second, Phil. Ah, something ooh. that nobody even mentioned yesterday i feel like shams just tweeted it and then the next minute they're like christian wood three years, christian wood. years. on the rockets now he's not <laughs> but on a regular basketball news day that's probably creating articles and creating podcasts by people and you know it's it's, it's a, it's a yeah. story john yeah, wall that's how like us get yeah. it going yeah yeah <laughs> but it just kind of flew under the radar it was tweeted, though. Yeah, Shams I mean, tweeted yesterday that John Wall wants out of Washington. So now John Wall wants out of geez. Washington. Westbrook wants out of Houston. Harden wants out of Houston.
1: Apparently, this Washington's stem... lost its signature dance.
0: Yeah, and I saw one article or not article or tweet or something where John Wall apparently was not happy with Tommy Shepard, the GM of the Wizards, saying that they're building mm-hmm. around Bradley Beal. I actually listened to that podcast where I mean, he said that it was on the low, the Zach Lowe podcast. It's, oh, okay. I mean, it's pretty crazy that that might be the final straw. I'm sure he also wasn't happy with the <laughs> with the Westbrook trade talks, which are happening. But it's like, yeah. John, it's like John, dude, you haven't played for two years. All right, we you gave you we gave you all the money you can. It's the Wizards' job to try to make their team better they're acting right. like they're trying to trade the dude who's been there. I mean, and listen, John Wall has been there since day one. But, like, they they, they took care of John Wall. Like, John took... Wall is day one. He yeah, did get taken care of, though.
1: But they took care of you. So,
0: I don't know. It, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way with John.
1: Is there yeah, a landing it's... spot that makes
0: any sense with him? I mean, we haven't seen him play. I don't even know what to make of him anymore. I used to be a big fan, but...
1: I like John Wall. He was okay. But, I mean, we've heard <laughs> these rumblings for a while. Like, him and Bradley Beal did not like each other for a while. At some points, they were just, like, were coworkers. Like, there were articles out where it's, like, John Wall and Bradley Beal don't like each other. And this was when they were in the Eastern Conference semifinals. This was when they were good and they were in the playoffs. And yeah. they were they just didn't like each other. They Both of them wanted to be the guy. And, obviously, neither not both of them could be at the same time. And then John Wall had the injuries, and Bradley Beal was able to show that he could be the guy just as easy. But trade-wise, I I really see, like, I can't see Wall going a lot of places. Realistically, I think it's him and Westbrook, a flip-flop, kind of akin to the Rockets and Thunder, Chris Paul, Westbrook, flip-flop. And, yeah. Except in this case, the Rockets would be the Thunder, where they're getting picks from the Wizards because they're getting the more impactful player. Yeah as opposed to taking on this injured guy. Although Paul wasn't injured. He was just, you know, expected to regress. Kind of the same idea. Yeah. So I think the Rockets, that's probably their best move. The Wizards, I think that's their only move.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm looking at all the teams right now. I do not see a single team that would want John Wall, honestly. Yeah. People, there's been talk about Detroit wanting to on a superstar, but I think it's very clear, especially after that Luke Kennard trade, that they want to put the ball in Killian Hayes' hands and just just let him just let him roll, just, <laughs> just, see what just happens. load it up, <laughs> just do it. Put you... him in a box like Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, and just see what happens, and which which is cool. Like that's the way, honestly, it should be. Like you don't get anything out yeah. of Killian playing next to John Wall or putting Alfred Payton at the point. So Phil, do you think that <laughs> oh yeah, <I'm> doing that? <laughs> I wanted my jab. could help. Do it. you think the Rockets Wizards trade is going to happen?
1: I don't know, honestly. Um, I mean, the Rockets are obviously going to go into rebuilding, as it seems. I don't think it's the best move for them to wait or go into the, like, you know, all-star break before they make these trades. At least the James Harden one, because trades will diminish and slowly kind of fall over over time. And then you just have a guy that doesn't want to be there and maybe rolls into an AD situation where he's just not playing. So... I don't know. I mean the Rockets should be making these trades. Yeah. I think it matters
0: when it happens
1: and how it happens.
0: Yeah. How about I I think I mean if you take on John Wall, you have to get something back.
1: So Right, yeah. I think they're gonna get some kind of Chris Paulian deal. Or they're gonna get picks along with what Chris Paul came with to the Thunder, you know? Yeah. I don't know if you're getting that much that would back. Be my idea. I don't know if you're getting that much back though, because yeah, yeah. I mean, you might not get exactly that much back, but you probably the Wizards have to give up more to get a fully functional Westbrook, i.e., like kind of a better version of John Wall, to in order to
0: get rid of the John Wall they have, who's just dead cap at the moment, yeah, and could be for the rest of his contract. Who knows? If you're the Rockets, and maybe and you're probably trying to blow it up and get rid of Westbrook and Harden, would you would you yeah. take on Wall if you got Rui? I don't know if they're even going to give up, like players per se, because they
1: still want to keep Beal. Like they want to run this back with Beal and see like Beal and Westbrook, with Beal being the guy, which obviously won't happen because Westbrook won't take the ball out of his hands. Yeah, would so you I think ra- they're not going to try to give up players. They just try to do picks. That's just from my thought process.
0: Okay, maybe. I mean, that's possible. That's possible. The the it's just such a sketchy situation there in Washington. I, don't, I might want yeah. to hold on to my future picks. Because... I mean, it's not looking
1: good. Yeah. Right, but they could be all in on just being like, Bradley, please. We got Westbrook. It's all, it's all good now. Wow. Beal and Westbrook.
0: That would be something. I don't think it would. <laughs> it would be nothing? I think That's it would a be playoff. one thing. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a playoff. I, it, I it, it would be one thing. I think it's a playoff
1: team. No, it's a playoff team. Don't get me wrong. But it would be one thing. It would be Westbrook just kind of charging. Full steam ahead. Him and Rui running at the rim at the exact same time and bumping <laughs> into each other. Wow.
0: Yeah. All right, Phil. Let, let, let's let's oh, yeah. let's think of one more acquisition that's made. Hmm, I'm going down. I'm going down. All right. Let's just talk. Let's just talk next end. Let's just talk next end a little bit. A little next. No, no. We can do.
1: We can do acquisition. that acquisitions. That acquisition is boring. Nothing's really happened.
0: What? Alec Burks. know.
1: Alec Burks is perfectly sound and normal. Alfred Payton is a little. I mean, I get it, but I'm not a fan of it. All the jokes aside tied to Alfred. We know you listen. Um,
0: yeah. Let's talk about what the Hawks are doing, actually. Let's talk about what the Hawks are doing. Because they get Danilo. The
1: Hawks have been interesting.
0: And they signed Rado today as well. I also, I, I searched up Bogdan's name, and apparently they're interested in him. I'm not saying, this was an official tweet. Okay,
1: every, every team is interested in him. I
0: saw a number thrown out, though. I'm not saying it's happening. But I saw a number of four years for 72 mil could be in the cards. This is just some random. That's not bad at all, actually. It's quite a deal. How old do you think Bogdan is? He's twenty-eight. Damn. Yeah, he is twenty-eight. That's pretty. It's so crazy.
1: You think I don't know? You think I don't know these foreigners are old?
0: <laughs> played for whatever age it says on Google. You have to add two years.
1: <laughs> Thon Maker is thirty-three. That's why he's now no longer in the league because he's already showed his thirty-four-year-old decline. Valid. What do you make? Speaking of, because he got he got waived, didn't he? Thonmaker got waived, I believe. Are they? I think they just decided not to offer him his final year, so he's like an unrestricted free agent, but no one cares. Whatever.
0: Um, what were you we saying? I'm saying how, how far do you think this pushes the needle for Atlanta? Because they got a lot of players on their roster right now. Be, be. I think Atlanta could
1: be interesting.
0: I don't know about a Rondo-Trey Young backcourt
1: when it does happen in crunch time, because that's their best guard unit. I think that would be a defensive monster. Well, yeah, Chris Dunn as well. Okay, okay, I guess. Like still the equation of like you need Trey Young on the floor and then what are you going to do? Plug in Rondo or are you going to plug in Chris Dunn? I feel like it'll be awkward at least for like half the season, you know? Like there's a lot to figure out and kind of flesh out with what's our best go-to five at the end of the game.
0: Yeah. I like the Gallinari pickup. He got paid a lot of money and for three years. Yeah, he which... did. He was,
1: I think he was the highest-paid guy that was never been an All-Star in like that kind of contract space.
0: Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I, I don't even know if I would have wanted the Knicks to do that because it, it was three years, too. I mean, he's 32 years old. You know, He's li- a yeah, li- no, I mean... little long with the tooth. But I go, they're, go- mm-hmm. they're going all in right now. They want to try to make some noise in the East. I don't know if they have the ammo to do this. I think people are getting a little carried away with Atlanta. People are saying this is a this is yeah. a playoff lock right now. Oh, like the Hawks are there; they did it. I don't see. I don't see that. Like I saw this team last year yeah, against no. the Knicks a few times. This team sucked last year. I mean, they sucked. It
1: was terrible. We would beat them. <laughs> we would score a lot on them. Yeah,
0: I mean, did they improve their defense a lot? Did they get another star? I mean, Gallinari's a nice player, but like on a playoff team, he sh- he should be your. Should be your third or fourth option realistically if you're going to actually be good. Right. I, don't, I think this is a, they're just out of the cellar now,
1: you know? Like they've just gotten out of the sh- cellar. They've been in their shackles. They broke free. And now they're like breathing normal air where like relative te- or relevant teams are.
0: Yeah. And Phil, I think that's my problem though. Because that, that, that's a good point, actually. How now they're out of the cellar. I don't think that you should be making these moves to get out of the cellar. I think that you should yeah, be ma- no, I, agree. I think you should be making these moves once you're out and you're trying to like build to actually Yeah, once you <laughs> once see you're able sunlight to swim up on your own. Exactly. Once you can see sunlight, breathe fresh air and now you make the moves to actually climb up and actually right. do something. You know, because then when these moves are once these contracts expire, it's like where are you now? Hopefully your young players develop but I don't know if this is really doing your young players any favors. I mean, like me personally, I'm a big fan of Cam Reddish. I I, I think that he deserves to kind of get more of a, a spotlight on him. I don't know how that's going to work out this year. I'm not saying you should just have only young players on your team. because that, That's not recipes for success either. But, you know, like look what the – Yeah, they're kind of jumping the gun on having the vet presence
1: that will help them win games because they're doing it like exponentially, where it's to the point where they're going to drag them out of where they probably should be right now, which is winning twenty-five to thirty games. Mm-hmm. But now they're probably going to win somewhere above thirty, not be as high as they want to be in the lottery. Probably not get a pick that they need to actually adjusted for a seventy-two game schedule. continue their. Course. Right. Right.
0: Yes. 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 But yeah, no. Thank you for that. <laughs> the caveat. But yeah. But yeah. And that's that's like what I say yeah. with Charlotte and Detroit. You know, like like be where you're supposed to be for a little bit and then right. ride the wave and then figure it out, you know, like with the Knicks, I think, I think that's what they're doing well right now. Like, I mean, we were looking at it today. Their, their rosters is so bad. It's so bad, but putrid, yeah, hopefully you're smart and your picks develop and you make savvy moves along the way. And I'm not saying like, you shouldn't try to get free agents, but these short term things that are overpays, it's not going to help you out in the long run. That's just my opinion. I don't even think it, mm-hmm. I don't even. I don't think Atlanta going to be a playoff team. I'm going to say it right now. Spoiler: I alert. think it's very possible. I think it's possible, but I do, I'm not going to put them in the playoffs. Who
1: else is? Who's that seventh and eighth seed? Also, don't forget the ninth and tenth seed are technically playing in the Ugh. for the playoffs.
0: Whatever. So they
1: don't even need to to get in the top eight first. They just got to be in the top ten and then win two games uh, against
0: whoever whatever. seven or eight is. Whatever happens. Just saying. Uh, okay, well, you know, whatever could, happens or not. Could be, they could be asterisks <laughs> asterisk playoff makers. They're not going to be in the top eight. They're not going to be in the top eight. They might. They might, but I, I'm, I'm not putting them in my top eight.
1: So I think it's interesting. The East is definitely the bottom rung of the East is definitely getting better, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. For the Knicks, just one kind of kind of perspective thing because the Hornets are obviously going to try to win some games this year. They may be in the in the boat of where the Knicks were last year where they win like 25-ish games. And then, I mean, <clears throat> the, who, who was I going to say? The Bulls. The Bulls are trying to make the playoffs. The, not the Pelicans. The Hawks are trying to make the playoffs. The Wizards, presumably, are going to be back to being in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of shakes out.
0: Yeah, how bad are the Thunder?
1: Thunder? They're going to be
0: pretty bad. Pretty Poor bad, Adams. Pretty bad, right?
1: If I may counterject one thing, mm-hmm. thoughts on the Heat so far this free agency?
0: I like the I like David Bradley pickup. And that was a really good deal. What believe about Mel That was that was a great value too. One year, three and a half million, I believe. I love it. Yeah,
1: absolutely love it. Kept Goron, got lost. Eric Jones. They got rid of D.J.J. I'm not. <laughs> no love <lost>. law. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're not a fan.
1: They also lost Jay, but I love. I'm a big Jay Crowder guy.
0: Yeah, Hopefully that was that was time. that was a good deal too. I thought because that's super tradable yeah, no, that down was. the road. Those deals, those ten to fourteen million dollars, always very tradable. So I'm usually yeah. a fan of them. Like those are the deals that I'm down for any team to make and it just it seems like those those are so hard to come by now because either you're just, yeah, you're just no. overpay,
1: either you're just overpaying or, you're or thinking, it's like a rookie scale contract that hasn't gotten
0: yeah to the point where you resign them again i know but i think that next year there will be more of those deals just because the free agency class will be deeper there's going to be more competition so like right now player people are just trying to make moves to make moves so of course, overpays are going to happen because the players have all the leverage. Because there's these teams that are just bidding against each other, so I think next right. year there'll be more rational signings, which is why I believe the Knicks will be in a good spot. But we shall see.
1: Hopefully, I, as long as you don't expect them to take Giannis or anything. No, if I you hope don't. you don't because
0: I do not expect. I'm, I'm realistic. <laughs> I'm sobered up. I do not
1: expect that.
0: Well, I think that covers that. Yeah, that that was that was a that was a good one. I'm sure. Good some... and I'm sure something will happen by the time we hop on again. but
1: As soon as we stop.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For now, my name is Nate with my pod pal Phil. As always, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor app, YouTube, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.